This is the Adopt-A-Mom podcast, a show about adoption and motherhood, helping adoptive moms create meaningful relationships with their adopted children through storytelling, prayer, mindfulness, and intentional parenting. I'm your host, Rita Perry-Jones, an adoptee from Liberia, West Africa. Welcome to the show. Hey everybody, thank you guys so much for joining me today. How are you guys doing? I am so glad to be back. I have been off for a couple weeks because like I said in previous episode, we are in the middle of doing our kitchen. Actually, we are 90% done with the kitchen. I now have a stove that I can use, a working stove, yay. As of now, I do not have a dishwasher yet, but I do have a stove. I'm able to cook food for my family now. I'm so excited. I have a working refrigerator. I can cook in my kitchen and move around. I'm so excited. We are 90% done. I absolutely love it. I'm excited about it. I thank God for it. You know, we have lived in this house for a little over six years and we are just now being able to have some money from our equity and so that we can um, have a new kitchen and we actually have a brand new kitchen. Everything is great. I love it. We still have some finishing touches to do, but we are 90% done and I'm so excited. And thank you guys so much for um, for those of you who have been listening to the previous episodes as I did not have a new episode for the last, um, the last two, three weeks, three weeks, I think. So thank you. I can see that from the back end. I can see that people were listening to previous episodes because all of the listening episodes, when the listening um, numbers went up, I can see that from the back. And so thank you to you guys who maybe um, those were new listeners or maybe those were old listeners who were going back to listening to episodes that they hadn't catch up on. So thank you to everybody. I'm so excited to be back. I really love doing this podcast, guys. I really love doing it. I get excited when I have some time to do it. And it's just it's just fun to do. I love doing it because I feel like I have a voice that I can actually sit down and take things out of my head and put them on a piece of paper and record it. And people have a choice to listen to it or not. People can choose to listen to it whenever they want to listen to it. And it makes me very excited that some people actually choose to listen to what I have to say. I feel seen and I feel heard and I feel loved when people actually care about what I'm talking about and they care to listen to me. So thank you guys so much. I really, really do appreciate that. I'm going to try to, you know, record some episodes and put them out. My kids are going to be done with school at the end of June. So at the end of June will be my last episode sometime the last week of June. I'm going to post my last episode for the season, for the first season of the Adapt Mom podcast. So I'm excited um, but let's, let's jump into today's episode. Okay. Um, so to this episode, I'm going to talk about, um, 
something from another somebody else's point of view. So um, someone, an adaptive mother who had eight children, I'm going to talk about her point of view on things that she wish she would have known before she adapted a kid. And I'm going to talk about a couple of things from my point of view as an adaptee on things that I wish I would have known before I was, before I was adapted. So if you would like to continue listening to this podcast, um, please come along. Okay, so a while back, I was on social media. I was doing a research for hashtags for an adoptive mom or adoption on on Instagram. And I came across lots of different hashtags that were for adoption, international adoption, local adoption, and different kinds of adoption. And I don't I don't know exactly which hashtag I found this particular lady on, but I found her and I'm glad that I found her. I clicked on her, um, on her Instagram handle and her Instagram name is this gathered nest. This gathered nest is the name of her Instagram handle. So I clicked on her Instagram account. I, I started looking at some pictures of her family, just beautiful family, amazing family. I started looking at pictures of her family, where they live and all the different things she does. And I clicked on the link in her bio and somehow I landed on her YouTube channel. It was glad to see, I was glad to see a video of her and to see all these different ideas that she has on adoption. So just to give you a, a background, actually her name is Angela Braniff, I think that's how you see her last name. It is spelled B-R-A-N-I-F-F. That's how you spell her last name. And her first name is Angela. And Angela has eight adapted. She has eight children total. Two of them are her biological children. And she adapted six children from lots of different places. Well, She has international adoption local adoption. She even adapted some, um, I think she have embryo adoption and she have, uh, open adoption, close adoption. So she's had a lot of experience with, with adoption. So I was glad to come across some of her videos. One of the ones that really caught my attention and I, I watched it all the way to the end because, um, I wanted to hear what she has to say about it. This video was, um, I think it was titled, Five things I wish I knew before adapting children, something like that. But, um, but some things that she wish she would have known before she adapted children. And I'm going to go from five to one. Um, instead of going one to five, I'm going to go from five to one. And one of her first thing that she, uh, her, on her list of number five things was, um, the ethic of adoption. She felt like one of the things that she really wished she would have done before adopting children or any of her children was to ask as many questions. And and she said, you know, you can never dig too deep and you can never ask too many questions when it comes to your adoption children. You may not be able to get all the questions that you have. You may not be able to get them answered but it is best to ask as many questions, ask um, questions to the adoption agency that you're adapting your children through, ask as many questions, 
ask your your case study manager, your case manager, or whoever is in charge of your adoption on your end, ask them as many questions. Ask um, the orphanage, people who work at the orphanage uh, that is housing your child, ask them as many questions as possible. You cannot ask them too many questions, um, you know, put together because the reason why you need to ask this question is that someday your child might ask you some of these questions and you want to be able to give them as much of their story as possible. So that was her number five thing, the ethic of adoption. Ask as many questions about this child, you know, dig deep, find as many questions, uh, as many answers as you can find. Just dig deep, ask questions, keep asking, keep asking. You can never ask too many questions about your adopted child. That was number four. Number That was number five, actually. Number four is she said, birth moms are not scary. I kind of laughed a little bit when I watched, when I watched the video, when she said that I was like, what does she mean? Birth moms are not scary. But, um, but she stated that at first she didn't want to adapt locally, you know, from her hometown or in, or in America, because she didn't want to, uh, to face the adoptive mothers because she had heard so many different stories about, um, biological mothers, how they act towards the um, the adoptive parents, and she just didn't want to be bothered with any of them. But you know, she overcame that, and and now she has um open she has open adoptions, and actually she's she's saying that um, biological mothers their voices are important because you can learn a lot of things from the biological mother for the children towards you know for the children or for your child. So biological mothers are not scary. Don't be afraid of them. If you need to be in an open adoption with the and where you get to see their biological mother, it's a good idea. Um, if it's possible, then do it. They're not as scary as they might seem to be. And biological mothers, the voices are important. So that was her number four thing that she thought she would have known before she adopted children. Don't be afraid of biological moms. They're not scary. And then um, her number three things, which I like, I mean, I like all of her things, but her number three, her number three thing on her list is be willing to fight for the privacy of your child or your whole family. And at times you're going to have to fight for your children and for your family. And of course, not physically, but fighting for your child's privacy, your child's story, Try not to share too much of their story to other people. You know, people might want to know, like maybe family members, aunties and uncles and extended family, even people at church or people might want to know their story. Like, why was this child pulled up for adoption? Where, where is the child's parents? Why didn't the parents want them? All of that. Like, you have to be able to protect your child's story you know, so that you can't give too much of their story away that they may not be willing to share to other people. So try not to share too much of their story. People might want to know and just take and choose like what you want to share, but you have to be able to protect their, your child's privacy and their stories because as they get older, you don't know what part of their stories they uh, they will want to share. And sometimes people might just be asking because they just want to know. But some things 
you don't have to share. You just have to be. And if the child is a little bit older where you can ask them some questions, then like yeah, ask permission from them on how they want to tell the story or what they want to tell other people. You can do that because children might not want to tell, you know, like if a child's parents pass away or if the child mother is giving them away, they don't want to hear you saying to a family member or a church member that, oh, his mother or her mother just gave her away and didn't want to adopt, didn't want to be with her anymore. Like you don't want the child hearing that. And I don't think the child will be comfortable with having other people know that. So you have to be willing to fight for your child's privacy and also for your family, because if you adopt a child from a different race, people will kind of be looking at you. People want to know the story, where the child is from, you know, who are the child's parents. Like they might be asking some questions that that just won't make them seem nosy. Like they just want to be nosy and ask too many questions, questions that they don't need to be asking. And you have to be willing to cut it off and you have to be willing to say, you know, I'm not willing to share that about my child and just protect your child's story, protect your child's um, legacy and the story. Her um, her number two thing on her list is adoption is born from loss. So before I continue, I would say um, I've never honestly thought of adoption as a loss. But after watching her video, I kind of put some things together and now it makes sense to me. A little bit because at first, honestly, I, I would always thought adoption was just an amazing thing. And it is. And it is a great thing. You know, giving child, giving a child a life. You know, I felt like my parents gave me life from where I was. And I have never thought of it in any as a loss before. So when I heard her say that, I was like, wow, I was interested in listening to what she meant by that. And her, her thing was the reason why she said that was, um, adoption is great, but the root of adoption is loss, is trauma. Because as we know, every situation is different, but a child is honestly losing their parent. They're losing a biological family. They're losing, like if you adopted a child from, from another country, they are losing um, the country and everything. They know they're even losing out on the opportunity to grow up in the country they are born in and the culture and religion or whatever, they are being removed from that. And even um and even and as a parent, it is the parents is losing their child. Whether they wanted to give that child away or not, they're still losing the child. So when I when I thought about that after she she said that it made a lot of sense to me now thinking back because I remember when when I was adopted. I mean, my I was excited when I was being adopted. That's all I wanted to be. I wanted to be adopted. But um, even though my father was alive and he wanted me to be adopted, after I came over, I hadn't talked to him for a while. But the very first time I spoke with him over the phone, after I came here, he was crying, even though he really wanted me to be adopted because he can't, he couldn't take care of me. He was blind. He couldn't take care of me. And so, but the very first time I talked to him on the phone, he was crying and I was wondering why, why is he crying? Like, I didn't understand it from a parent's point of view. I was like, he wanted me to come and I wanted to come. I prayed to come and I'm God answered my prayer and I'm adopted. So why is he crying? 
But now, like, watch, after I watched this lady's video, and I kind of understand, you know, that it's kind of a loss. I mean, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a loss of, like, something really bad or evil. But in a way, it is a loss because a child, even though a mother might be willing to give her child away for adoption, you don't know what she's doing behind closed doors. She might be missing her child or her children that she's, she feel like she feels like she, she's lost them because, you know, she's not in charge of them anymore. She doesn't own them anymore. She's not hers because once you sign those papers, the child is not yours anymore. So in a way, it is a loss, but all in all, in all I think it's a good thing. But once again, it depends on the, the family and the people who's been adopted and the adoption story. So in certain, in most cases, it is a loss for both the child because they're missing out on their being with their biological family and a loss for the parents because they're giving out, giving away their child um, to be adopted. So her number one thing on our list that she wish she would have known before she started adopting children is that love is not always enough. Sometimes you need more. There are some situations, there are some traumas, there are some experiences that just loving a child cannot heal that. Just giving them the, everything they need to live, it won't heal that. You need more. And according to her, you need more like counseling and therapy and help from other people, resources from other people. Love is not always enough. You can love the adopted child as just as you love your biological child, but your biological child hasn't gone through anything that that adopted child may have gone through. Even if that adopted child was adopted as a baby from the hospital, at some point in time, they're going to know that they're adopted. And, and if they're of a different race, of course, they can see that they're adopted as well. But love is not always enough. That was her number one thing. Sometimes as mothers, you think, I'm going to love this child and, and everything is going to be okay, but it's not. So get all the help you can get, all the resources, everything you need to be able to heal this child that you're adopting. So those were her five things that she wished she would have known before adopting her children. And like I said, she has eight children. Two, two of them are her biological children and six of them she adopted from um, across like international adoption, local adoption. Like I said, she has adopted, uh, she did some embryo adoption, open adoption, close adoption. So, so she she has a lot of experience. Um, I think she said, I'm not mistaken, maybe 10 years or more. I don't remember actually the number of years, but for she's been having these kids for a long time. And again, her name is Angela Braniff, B-R-A-N-I-F-F. And her Instagram handle is This Gathered Nest. That is her Instagram handle. So I'm actually, after watching her video, I thought to myself, there are some things that I wish I would have known before I was adopted. And these are not bad things. These are just things that I feel like would have helped a little bit, would have helped me um, be a little bit more open, would have helped me understand things a little bit more. Um, 
And I came up with like five of them. So not, not that many of them, just five. And these are just, like I said, things that probably would have been um, a little bit more helpful for me to be able to cope with the different situation and the life changes and stuff. And my number one thing is for it would be nice for me to truly understand that your life would change forever as soon as those, dot, those dotted lines are signed. Your life will be different. My life was changed completely when my paperwork was signed in Liberia because everyone knew I was being adopted. Um, everyone was being nice to me. People, my whole life changed. People were giving me stuff. People were giving me clothes. People were giving me things so that when I come to America, that I could remember them. And just a lot of things changed then. And then as I came over here, um, a lot of things changed, of course. And you know the story. A lot of things changed. So I wish I would have understand the magnitude to how um, how much my life would have changed and be completely different and kind of starting from scratch, to be honest, start, kind of starting from scratch. So I wish I would have known that it, it, can, it hit me hard that how much change was coming for me that I didn't expect it. And um, my number two thing would be you are entering into a well-established family and relationships have already been created. So in, in your effort to build or establish relationship with others in your family, you will interrupt, you will either interrupt or disturb other relationships that can be hurtful and hard for everybody involved. So like any bond, any relationships, when you're trying to come in and try to create and put yourself into it, you interrupt and disturb bonds and relationships that were already found or that was already created. So what I'm trying to say is like my family that adopted me already had all the children in the family. They had my siblings already and my siblings have been living together for a long time with our mom and dad. And so they had a relationship, they had a bond. And so when I came in and tried to create a relationship or try to create a bond or try to fit in, it did disturb some relationships and um, with other members of the family that already had that relationships with the, uh, the mother and the father. So I, I wish I had understood that. I wish someone would have told me that before I came in you know, to say you are going to hurt some feelings as you're trying to find your place in this family. You are going to disturb some relationship, interrupt some relationship as you are trying to find your place in America and your place in this family. So uh, you will hurt some feelings and your feelings will be hurt because people are going to talk and people are going to be hurt and people are going to just express themselves. So um, just know that Bonds has already been created, relationships have already been created, and you're just going to f squeeze yourself in there. And as you do that, you're going to have to, um, you're going to hurt some feelings and your feelings will be hurt along the way, along the way as well. So I wish I would have known that. Um, it would have been a little bit helpful. Number three thing on my list would be, um, there will be a lot of unfair comparison physically, emotionally, and personality wise. Because people don't, people didn't know me. People didn't know me. So in order for them to kind of figure out who I am, 
there were a lot of unfair comparison between either me and my brother Titus or other people who were also adopted from the same orphanage. And it's like people didn't understand, even though they didn't know that, but they didn't understand that we were not all the same. Just because we came from the same place doesn't mean we talk the same, doesn't mean we are the same personality. Why does it mean we learn things the same way? We are different. And I know people know that, but they didn't really understand that. And so there were a lot of unfair comparison um, with everybody who was adopted from the same place that I was or other people around me. And it was really kind of uncomfortable because it's like, why am I being compared to people um, when it comes to how, how I learn stuff, how quickly or not quickly I learn stuff and my personality, how I act, you know, what I, what's funny to me and what's not. It's like, why am I being compared all the time? But even I understand that people were trying to get to know me because they didn't know who I was and they're trying to get to know me to figure out who I am. But at the same time, there were a lot of unfair comparison that, um, that I didn't think was, that I didn't think was necessary at the time. And um, my number four things that I wish I would have known before being adopted um, would have been, you know, adoption will magnify your trauma. Whatever trauma you have from your home country or from your biological family, being adopted is not going to fix that. It's not going to cover it up. It's actually going to magnify that because it shows how different you are, especially if you're from a different race or a different country. So like when my husband was adopted, his mom and dad, um, he was the first child and he was this young black kid. I think he was eight or nine years when he was adopted. So of course, everywhere his white parents took him, people would stare and people would wonder what they're doing with him and what they're doing with this little black boy. And if you notice that as a young child, it gets to be uncomfortable. And then you start to ask a lot of questions and you start to wonder stuff. And then you start to wonder, why am I so different? Why am I different from them? Why are people looking at us? Why are we so different? And then you just start going down this rabbit trail of, you know, how different you are and how different everything is. And so whatever trauma you had from before, to um, come being adopted, adoption just kind of magnified that. It just makes it big. It just makes it bigger because, like I said, it just shows how different you are, different from your family. Maybe you don't look like them physically, or you don't act like anybody from them. And if you don't act like anyone from the family, it just kind of um, makes it a lot harder. It makes it different. So something that I wish I would have known to um, get my mind fixed, you know, before being adopted. Like you're going into a different family. Everything is different. People is different from you. They're different from you. Um, you know, just just to get my mind kind of in the right place, I would say, would have been good, um, especially for all of my traumas and how no one in my family, well, besides the ones who are adopted, no one had experience any of the things that I experienced. And so it's like, it just kind of magnified that and made my trauma really big. So my very last thing on my list is that adoption 
will will make you ask what if a lot more than you think. Adoption will make you ask the question what if a lot more than you think. I don't think I I asked that question in Liberia when I, when I was in Liberia, what if what if what if? But after I was adopted, I found myself asking that question a lot most of the time. What if? What if the leaders in my country did not make such bad decisions that my country had to be destroyed with war? What if that didn't happen? Then I would have been with my family. Then I would have grown up in the country that I was born into. Then my family would have been, my, my, my country would have been a first world country and everybody would be happy. What if? What if I grew up with my mother and father? What would have been? What if, what, what if? What if my father was a nice man or my mother was a nice woman and they raised me to be this great person? What if? What if I was never adopted from the orphanage? What would have happened to me? So all these different what if? What if God would have done this? What if God didn't do this? What if? What if? What if? I asked so many what if questions that sometimes I won't be able to fall asleep because I will have all these thoughts in my head. What if this wouldn't have happened? And what if this happened? And so I didn't I didn't find myself thinking that a lot in Liberia um, than when I came to America. What if? What if I was with my family? What if my mother was right there? What if my brothers and sisters were with me? What if I can hug my mother? What if I can hug my dad? What if I could grow up with my family? What if, what if, what if everyone sitting around this table could be my biological mother and father and brothers and sister? What if, what would that be like? What if that was the case? I did ask a lot of what if questions. But then again, that's going back to adoption would magnify your trauma because I have all these bad experiences that once I was adopted, all of that kept coming up. Things that I've been putting away for such a long time kept coming up. But as we all know, every adoption story is different. Every single adoption story is different. Two siblings, two biological siblings can be adapted together in the family and they will still have different experiences and they will still look at life differently. They will still grow up differently. So every adoption story is different. I am glad that I came across um, that Angela's uh, social media to be able to hear her point of view on what she would have done differently or what, not differently, but what she would have known before she was adopted, which will help her kind of cope with her children and help her children. And then um, after watching that and just thought about what are some things that I thought would have helped me and those were the things that I thought of that probably would have helped me. Um, just prepare me mentally for being adopted. I hope that these things that I've shared today will help um, adoptive families expand their thinking about adoption and help them create relationship with their children, help them see their children from a different, different perspective and help them create some relationship with their children. Thank you so much for joining me on the Adaptive Mom podcast. Your time is very important. Thank you for sharing some of it with me. 
If you would like to know more about me, please check out my website, readaperryjones.com. The Perry Jones is hyphenated. You can also follow me on Instagram at readaperryjones. No hyphen, just one word. Also, please join me on my Facebook community. To do so, you can go to facebook.com and search for the Adaptive Mom Podcast. Don't forget to leave a comment, subscribe, download, and share this podcast with anyone who might need it. Thank you and God bless.